make sure that you have the good bacteria in your body. Fermented foods, in that fermentation process, you create millions of colonies of good bacteria. Very big now in bodybuilding circles is kefir. Sugar is a problem when it comes to probiotic bacteria. And sometimes you'll even see a probiotic yogurt. Probiotics need to be fed. Prebiotics. 10 million colonies per serving. If you take antibiotics, start taking probiotics at the same time. The antibiotics kill bad bacteria and good bacteria. Kerry Nosler here, health and longevity researcher for Enhanced Athlete, and this is Probiotics Part 2. We've been talking about just how essential probiotics are to good health. If you're an athlete and you're taking whatever you're taking, if you want it to work the way it should, then make sure that you have the good bacteria in your body or you're going to be missing out on some of the benefits of whatever supplement you're taking. How do you get them? That's a real clue here. And the way most of our ancestors, after hunter-gatherers received probiotics was in the form of fermented foods. Again, think about it. Before there were refrigerators or freezing or canning, how did you preserve the products, the produce that you grew, for example? Or wine's a good example. It's, it's preserved grape juice. When you had cucumbers, cabbage, pickle, uh, carrots, or any of those kind of things, you made sauerkraut or you made kimchi or you fermented soy like they did in Asia with the natto and the tempeh and the miso. Uh, those were ways to extend the, the life of food beyond the fresh state that you found them in. And it just turns out that in that fermentation process, you create millions and millions of colonies of good bacteria. So that's a, an essential way to get what you need. They've been a part of our diet again since ancient times, including the different types of uh, dairy products yogurts we know about we'll talk more about that but also one that's very very big now in bodybuilding circles is kefir k-e-f-i-r that's another type of fermented milk that contains uh, specific probiotic bacteria that really help with digestion and the utilization of protein that's where it really shines so kefir is kind of the rising star you might say among dairy products for fermented foods up until about 100 years ago before we got into all the different freezing and canning and those kinds of things, fermented foods were the way we got these kinds of things. So we are designed in a sense to use that kind of food. New York Times actually uh, rated fermented foods as one of the biggest emerging food trends. Yogurts can be very good, but again, remember, sugar is a problem when it comes to probiotic bacteria. So if you're taking yogurt and you've got a lot of sugar in that yogurt, fruit sweetened and all that other stuff, well, you're going to be missing out on some of the benefits. Plus, it's essential, if you're going to get yogurt, make sure it says with live bacteria. Some yogurt companies will actually pasteurize the yogurt after it's cultured so that they can preserve it longer, but you kill off the good bacteria, so you want live cultures. And sometimes you'll even see a probiotic yogurt, which means in addition to those starter cultures that produce it in the first place, they've added other important probiotics that are very good for you. That's a big trend as well. And one area that you, you've really got to mention here is what's called prebiotics. In other words, the probiotics need to be fed. 
They just can't exist on their own. A prebiotic, which you can find in different types of fibers, for example, and uh, uh, things like resistant starch, these pass undigested through the stomach into the intestine where they act as food for the good bacteria. So you'll see a lot more interest in what's called prebiotics. Some of those might be bananas, if they're green, or not totally yellow, the starch changes to sugar in the ripe banana and, and you're going to digest it faster. Where it's green, it's going to act as a resistant starch. If you cook potatoes, for example, you cool them. The cool potatoes have resistant starch, which is a prebiotic. Uh, there's a thing called Jerusalem artichoke, garlic, fennel, apples, leeks, onions. A lot of different foods contain prebiotics, or you can find prebiotic mixes. Personally, I also use the uh, unmodified potato starch, which is a good natural prebiotic, which you can add to smoothies, for example. Now, when it comes to supplements, to kind of wrap this all up, the strains matter. And good bacteria, again, includes various strains of good bacteria. And unfortunately, when they do some of the studies on these, they find that, well, they either don't contain as much as they say they do, or some of them haven't even survived. You've got to look at the label, and you want the colony count after uh, a certain date, for example, not when it's produced, but say three months from the expiration or whatever, it's got to have a certain number of bacteria. You want to have at least 10 million colonies per serving. That's a minimum that you should look for in a probiotic. And what I would suggest is that you look for multiple strains. Because again, there's all kinds of good bacteria, and while one or two of them might be beneficial, in the long run, you're going to need to supply many different kinds of bacteria. So personally, I take probiotic strains that contain like 50 billion colonies or 100 billion colonies in that sense so I can get more into the body, make sure that more survive. If you're going to take them, well, you can take them anytime you want. Generally, in the morning is better. Some of them will say that you can take it with food. Some of them say you should take it away from food. So look at the label and make sure you do it right. And last thing, if you take antibiotics, start taking probiotics at the same time. Not the same time you take an antibiotic, because then you'll have a problem with its, with its effectiveness, but during the day away from the antibiotic. Make sure you take a probiotic and keep taking the probiotic for at least two weeks after you stop the antibiotic activity. Antibiotics kill bad bacteria and good bacteria, so you've got to make sure that you replace the good stuff. That's the story, so part two of the probiotic story. Again, look for supplements, look for fermented foods, and look for good sources of prebiotics if you want to maintain health to the highest degree. Carrie Nosler, health and longevity researcher for Enhanced Athlete. Coach Trevor, Tony Hughes, love the fam, staying true. EAT, we the baddest, nobody can outlast this. Get your weight out. Huh? Huh?